a giant two-headed worm trading riddles for wishes. A peculiar family with an even more peculiar appetite. A magical fairy locked away in a stone tower by a dastardly gargoyle. What do these all have in common? Not that much really, but Samurai Jack meets them and we're gonna talk about them. Welcome to Gotta Recap, a long podcast about short stories. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. We are back for episode 15, which sounds like a big number. Does that sound like a big number, Brendan? Yeah, it does. Uh, Yeah. Who would have thought? That's exciting. Just 16 short weeks ago that we'd be here today. (laughs) We defied the odds, but we did it for all of you. Uh, Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Uh, Brendan, it feels like we haven't talked to each other in so long. How are you? Uh-huh, I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been, uh, <laughs> what has it been? Like three days, I think. Yeah, we actually recorded these these past two episodes in a much tighter schedule than we usually do. So yeah, you're, you're all over me. I can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> Brendan, did you see, this is weird. Did you see Making the rounds today, uh, there is a new Nickelodeon fighting game. I did. Uh, I saw some stuff about that. I didn't really look into it very far. Uh, yeah. It looks like trash, though. It's going to be terrible. Uh, it, it looks like the same models they've been using since, like, the kart racer on the GameCube. Oh, I'm 100% sure of that. Um, it doesn't look very good, but I did watch the trailer. Uh, it's got... The oh man, and I I looked this up because I couldn't I couldn't remember what show he was from, but the the superhero who I think is from Ren and Stimpy, whose head is toast. Oh, powdered toast man, yeah, that's Ren and Stimpy. Okay, yeah, he's in that, which is odd. Yeah, yep. And then the the dad from the Wild Thornberries is a character. <laughs> he looks especially terrible. Well, the problem, you know, if they're trying to make a Smash clone, you have to put in the character whose catchphrase is literally smashing. That's true. That's true. That's got to be his like down taunt. <laughs> it, yeah, it only makes sense. Um, that game looks terrible, um, but I am interested to see like the final roster of characters that's yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would want to play it. I don't know if I want to buy it, but I would like to check it out. No. Uh, I did see one post going around where people are, are shit talking other fighting games because apparently the net code in this game is better than in most like professional fighting <laughs> games. How do they know? I, I don't know. <laughs> I've also been seeing like hitbox screenshots of like fanboy and chum chum. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where they're getting all this, but there's there's stuff coming out. People are going to have fun with this. Uh, so I guess it begs the question, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if there already is a Cartoon Network fighting game. I mean, I think it's highly possible. There's got to be like a Cartoon Network kart racing game Mm because everything has a kart racing game. Um, But let's go ahead and assume for the purposes of this exercise that there is no Cartoon Network fighting game. Mm -hmm. Um, 
do you have any characters that you think you would put in there? And if so, what do you think their moves would be? Well, obviously, we're going to have Jack. Uh, and it, I feel you like that's, that's easy pickings. And his moves would just be like basic slashes and he could jump good. Uh, <laughs> fire emblem, fire emblem stuff. Yeah, yeah, he would. Exactly. He'd be a fire emblem character. Um, apart from him, I think it would be funny to have like a courage courage in there like he could have moves where he like changes shape because he does that a lot uh he could okay. have one move where his mouth gets real big and he like bites the people i think that'd be fun um i feel like every time i ask you about cartoon network <laughs> things you, the very first thing you say is courage yeah it's so, gotta be courage courage i think i see where your courage is your the loyalties best. lie <laughs> I think it would be fun to have uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but make it like a Pokemon trainer. That's like actually uh, kind as of soon character. as you mentioned their names, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I need to swap them out like Pokemon trainer. Yeah, I don't really know what their individual moves would be. Um, you know, something Jawbreaker related. Um, they could have like their. Well, now I'm just straight up making it Smash Bros. They would have like a Final Smash where like they summon like p- Plank. And then uh, Plank does something epic. See, I had a different idea for the final smash. Uh, okay, hit me. Because there's this joke. I know that you weren't a huge Ed and Eddie fan, but there's always this joke that uh, Double D doesn't take his hat off. And mm-hmm. at one point off camera, he takes it off and everybody's horrified at what they see. And like, we never see what it is. Uh, so I think that would be really funny if like he like reached up for his hat and then the camera cuts away to all the other characters and then they all just like get blown off the screen. That actually is a very funny that would be I would like that a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't think that this game needs to exist. I don't think no. that the Nickelodeon game needs to exist, but we're getting it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's fun. Uh, I think the Nickelodeon one is weird because like, who is it for? Because like it's all characters from around the time we were watching it. But if it's like a if it's targeted at a younger audience, are they going to know who all these like who are they going to know who Powdered Toast Man is? I mean, I didn't even know who that was. <laughs> yeah. um, it does also have characters from like recent Nickelodeon shows. You know what else kind of feels like a cop out is it has the Ninja Turtles in it. Yeah, I feel like that's a little weird. Um, that I, doesn't I, seem fair. They did I mean, have I get like it. The, yeah, they had like a more recent cartoon on there around the time the cartoon movies came out. Um, and, well, I think they have one even more recent than that. Like, I think there might even be an ongoing Ninja oh. Turtle show on Nickelodeon. Probably. Um, yeah, that seems that seems unfair to me, but you know, I guess if you have that in your your roster of characters, you got to throw them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We will see how that fighting game turns out. Uh, Brendan, you know who is an excellent fighter? Is it is it Samurai Jack? It's Samurai Jack. Uh, do you want to recap an episode of his wonderful TV show? I mean, I would like to talk about hypothetical fighting games, but let's do it. All right, let's do it. Watch out. Brandon, before we started recording, uh, you had asked me what the title of episode 15 of Samurai Jack was. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to save uh, your reaction for now while we're, 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 we're live for the people. Right. Um, Brandon, the name of episode 15 of Samurai Jack is Jack Tales. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. It kind of I I was I I did get the feeling this entire episode and a little bit of the last episode that we're still just listening to the kids telling Jack stories from the end of uh, Aku's Tales or whatever that one was called. Yeah, 
it feels that way, doesn't it? It yeah. feels like, yeah, like let's make some stories. Let's make some fun stories about Jack. And Something feels off still. I agree. Uh, okay. This whole episode kind of feels off. All right. So it's episode 15, uh, March 8th, 2002. And the format of this episode is it's, it's very oddly presented. It's three independent short stories mm-hmm. all starring Jack. And each one slightly longer than the last one. That's true. And not interconnected. Like there's no through line through these three short stories. Um, and they're also not even like introduced with like title cards. No, nothing. Or like any yeah. kind of transition. I couldn't um, find like a, a thematic through line for them even. No, no. The through line is Jack gets into shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine you know that's what the series is as a whole is there's not a lot of through lines between episodes but like it's a this is a strange one folks so brendan um not only is <laughs> the very lazy episode title jack tales um but each of these independent short stories has its own official title oh that's awesome um, i kind of like that yeah, yeah. um again no title cards in the episode so like you don't know that watching the episode um, <laughs> I saw that on the Samurai Jack wiki. So, uh, <laughs> starting with the first short story, it's titled Jack versus the worm singular. Is that spelled with an O or a Y? Oh, okay. Good. Good question though. I like that your brain is working here. <laughs> um, Brendan, I'm also going to be upfront with you. I don't know that I have a lot to say about any of these short stories, but you know what? We're going to see how it goes. I liked this first one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've got, okay. I got some stuff to say about it. All right. I'm relying on you. The, the, the people are relying on you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Yeah. Jack versus the worm. So we see Jack walking along like a coastline mm-hmm. like near a big body of water um, on a dark and cloudy night. Um, it's actually kind of cool because Jack himself is like narrating this scene. Mm-hmm. Like he's describing himself walking through this sort of misty land at night, um, which he calls the land of the magic worm, mm-hmm. the titular worm. Um, so right off the bat, uh, I noticed that this episode has even better art than the last one did. Like, yeah, this, it might even just be this first segment, but uh, the art style in this one is so much more detailed than it was before. Mm-hmm. We get like blades of grass. Uh, there's a really cool effect where Jack steps in a puddle and it's like the reflection of the moon in the puddle and we see it like ripple away. Yeah, there's a, a lot of nice art going on here and I really love to see it. I was super excited. Right. Not that it ever looked bad, but yeah, it definitely has like improved a lot even mm-hmm. in just these last two episodes. So that's been that's been cool. Um yeah, the land of the magic worm, he calls it. And Jack says that there's this legend of a giant worm that can grant any wish. Jack proceeds to tell us his wish, uh, which I bet you couldn't have guessed, is that he wants to go back to the past. Oh, I thought he was going to wish for a new hat. Uh, he doesn't need to. He's got a never ending supply. He's got a <laughs> closet somewhere like Doug with like all these sweater vests and white T-shirts hanging up. Yeah, he's just got a black hole in his pocket that he pulls him out of. Yeah, a, a bag of necessity, and the, ne- the necessity is straw hats. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he's going to try to make a wish from this giant worm. Um, he's standing near like this big body of water. 
and we get some shots from like under the water. There's something lurking, but we can't see it just yet. Um, there's kind of a long pause as this goes on. And then Jack says into the night, he says, worm, I summon you. Um, and we see a very large eye open underwater. Um, and the surface of the water starts to bubble like something's about to emerge from it. Yeah. All these like green, nasty looking bubbles like it's boiling away. Yeah. Um, out from the water bursts this humongous red and black worm. Um, and it's got a very wide mouth and big, sharp teeth. And yeah, like kind of like diamond pattern, red and black coloring. It kind of looks like Deadpool, but a worm. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's also got like a weird shape to its body where it kind of looks like the bendy part of a bendy straw. It's got like yeah. an accordion kind of thing going on with his body. Yeah, he's got ridges. Um, interesting design. Uh, also has a ridiculous voice. It starts talking to Jack. Um, but it's a very ridiculous voice. And the worm addresses Jack as Jack. And Jack's like, you know of me? And the worm says, of course I do. I'm magic. And then blasts Jack with like a giant cloud of stinky breath for no reason. <laughs> and it like clings to him. You can see the lines <laughs> coming off of Jack after. Yeah. <laughs> just like blasts him with this big stinky fog breath and just says, magical, isn't it? <laughs> it's something. It's magic. I mean, I, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah. Jack starts to explain, you know, he's here to make a wish uh, and he gets interrupted as a second identical worm head bursts out from the water. Um, yeah, bursts out much in the same way as the first one did. And we can see that these two worms are actually sharing like a single torso. Yeah. Um, it's like two long worm necks with identical heads that are connected to a single torso. Mm -hmm. And this is as soon as the second worm appeared, I knew we were in labyrinth territory. I just felt it. It's <laughs> like we got these two worm sentinels here. I know exactly what's coming up. It's the mood struck you just right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jack is like saying, you know, he's here for the wish. And the second worm starts to talk and has a much more fancy, less ridiculous, still ridiculous, but a different kind of ridiculous voice. Yeah. And says to him, well, it's not that simple. <laughs> And they explain that only one of the worms is uh, the magical worm. Um, and Jack is going to have to guess which one it is. Uh, and whichever one he chooses will eat him. Yeah. Um, Jack's obviously confused about that. Um, but they further explain to him. I think the fancier one calls Jack big boy at some point, too, which I think is funny. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they explained to him, you know, if you choose the right one, it's going to transport you to a magical place where your innermost desires will be granted. Uh, but if he chooses the wrong one, it's going to digest him for 500 years. And they both like giggle at each other. They yeah. think that's so. Uh, but this is a huge red flag already because yeah. it was supposed to grant a wish, not transport him to some magical place. Yeah, already. You know, this is not so what he, was sold he should be hearing us. alarm bells ringing at this point. Um, I certainly am. They tell Jack that, you know, they're going to play a game to figure out which one is the right worm. But the game that they start to play is they start doing a knock knock joke. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
Which, of course, Jack, being from, like, ancient feudal Japan, doesn't know what a knock-knock joke is. So they have to, like, walk him through all the steps of how to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this thing's kind of funny, though. <laughs> it is funny. They're doing, the you know, who's there, banana, uh, over and over again. They do it, like, four or five times. And then they change their minds, and they want Jack to start a knock-knock joke. Yeah, we really get blue-balled on that banana one. We never get the orange. Yeah, no. Yeah, they leave us hanging. Um, that's all right. We'll just fill it in in our memories and cherish <laughs> that moment forever. Just waiting for um, that to happen and they call it off right before. Do you think there are any legitimately good knock-knock jokes? Um, I, kinda I don't like, know any personal. I kind of like interrupting cow. Uh, okay. And I like I like the one where you, you say, uh, all right, let's just do it, actually. Let's do it right now. All right, sorry. Uh, I know a good knock-knock joke, but you have to start. Knock-knock. Uh, Who's there? Uh, wait a minute. That's it. That's the joke. <laughs> I oh. got you good. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you made me look like an idiot. Uh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> I'm turning this podcast off now. I can't, I can't face the people after that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, yeah, that's basically what they do to Jack. Like they make him start a knock, knock joke and they say who's there and he doesn't have any idea what to say back to them. So he just tells them like, that's enough of this. Like I'm, Done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they give up on the knock knock jokes too, and they say, "All right, well, well, you have another question for you. What's your favorite color?" Yeah. Um. Jack like thinks about it. He's like, "This doesn't make any sense," but he says blue, and they tell him he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, "Oh, I meant red." Yeah. It's it's almost a Monty Python reference. Yeah, I thought I I thought the same thing. Like it's like they're trying to reference Monty Python, but they don't even really do that 100% right. No, it's like a halfway to a Monty Python yeah. reference. It's kind of funny, though. This whole scene is kind of funny, just confusing. <laughs> just this worm fucking with him. Yeah. Um. They move on from that, too, and they have one final riddle for him, which is the classic one where one only tells lies and the other one only tells the truth. Yep. Jack has to figure out which one uh, is the right one, and he only has one question to ask to figure it out. He starts thinking about it, and is like dripping sweat off of his head. There's a lot of Jack sweat mm-hmm. in this entire episode. Um, but he's thinking about it and they're like licking their big worm lips and like salivating, waiting for him to give an answer. Um, and finally, he does give an answer. Um, but he says, if you were your brother, which one would you say is the magic worm? Um, is this the answer to that riddle, like in a hundred percent of situations? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think okay. this is what I was talking about when I, when I mentioned labyrinth earlier, I believe okay. this is in that. Uh, and yeah, the answer is always you ask which door the other Got brother it. would say. Okay. I'm, I've not seen labyrinth, but I do love David Bowie. Mm-hmm. So, and Jack actually explains the logic that. exactly, exactly right here. Which one are you asking? It doesn't matter. Hmm. That's easy. It's him. Of course, it's me. Then I choose you. He knows. What makes you choose me? I told you it was him. Yes, me. If you were the truth-telling one, then what you said would be a lie because you will answer truthfully what your lying brother will say. Therefore, I can safely say that the answer will be the opposite of what you say. On the other hand, if you are the lying worm, then you will tell me what your truth-telling brother will say, but it will be a lie. Therefore, the answer will also be the opposite of what you say. Understand? <laughs> yep, yeah, like he's like he's done this before. 
Yeah. Which is very funny. They both are like confused. Yeah. It's, that's a very good moment. Um, but he's picked one worm and that worm swallows Jack whole. Uh, and they both start laughing because little did Jack know, they say both of them are liars. Yep. That doesn't seem fair. Nope. They really, they tricked him, tricked him good. Yeah. The game was rigged from the start. Um, but then Jack is like on the inside of this worm's body and he's got the biggest smile on his face yeah. that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's such a like it's, it's so stupid looking. I sent you a picture of it while I was watching it for the first time because yeah. I thought it was just so funny. <laughs> yeah, His heart is so full of joy and he's got this big toothy smile on his face like he's so excited Um and he literally says, when does the magic begin? <laughs> to all these like old men sitting all around him. They're all like in tattered <laughs> clothes and have like really long beards. <laughs> yeah. They've they got the 500 years of digesting end of the stick and they've been here for a while. Yeah. Jack is like, there's there's no magic is there. And some of them just like shake their heads at him like, no, buddy, you messed up. <laughs> and that's so, it. That's how Jack dies. <laughs> That's how Jack dies. That's the end of that tale. A fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, 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 just like the structure of this episode is so weird. Cause yeah. like, that's the end of that. And then I think that's when we have a commercial break. I see. I wasn't sure. Um, cause it was either right then, but that seems so early in the episode that I, I don't know that they would do that. I thought the same thing. Um, but it also wasn't evident that it was like after the next one was the commercial break. Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know what? It's it hard doesn't, to tell. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't it's, either, matter. it's either here or after this next one. But <laughs> um, yeah, the structure of this episode is just really weird to me. Uh, but that's the end of that one. So we're moving on to tale number two, which Brendan, <laughs> you might like this title. Oh, man. Tale number two is called. The metal eaters. Oh, that's kind of gives away the <laughs> gives the away thing. the plot. Yeah. So I guess it's a good thing they didn't include the titles of these, but I don't know. It's weird that they even have titles. Yeah. Um, tale. Yeah. The second tale is the metal eaters. So we'll see what happens. Um, we we can hear the sound of Jack sharpening his sword. Mm-hmm. Um, sharpening the wrong side of his sword. Hmm. That's true. <laughs> You Sorry, think he would know better. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't notice, but I'm glad you did. The screen is like kind of like wiping from a black screen, like in rhythm with him sharpening his mm. sword, which is kind of cool. I thought it was really neat. Yeah. Um, and it wipes out in, we see we're in like the middle of a dark forest. Um, and Jack is sitting by a fire alone, sharpening his sword with a stone. And there's a noise from the forest and he kind of pauses and like looks around there's not really anything there. Um, and he keeps sharpening his sword, but like more slowly and like still kind of looking around. Um, something is still rustling like in the bushes mm-hmm. and he stands up and an owl swoops down out from a tree and like it makes a beeline straight for him. And he like narrowly avoids it and like jumps out of the way um, and laughs as it like flies away he thinks it's like oh silly me it was nothing Mm -hmm. um but then from out of the forest a very strange family appears and just approaches him. yeah a typical horror movie family (laughs) yeah 
yeah, pretty much all of your favorite universal monsters are here. Um, they say they heard a noise. And yeah, we see there's a, there's like a pretty lady who's got like a purple aura kind of around herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, like a literal Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a Frankenstein's monster. Okay. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I've read a book. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Uh, you know, my mom's maiden name is Shelly. Oh, really? Does that do anything for you? Not really. I haven't read <laughs> yeah. Frankenstein either. That's okay. <laughs> um, There's a baby, kind of like a sinister looking baby, but nothing like too out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... A little troll person wearing like <laughs> yeah. a cape and a hood, just like a little troll. Yep. Um, yeah. They all they all come out of the forest and approach Jack, and uh, the lady says that they've been lost in the forest for a while now. And uh, Jack says, "Well, you all must be hungry," and offers them some of his food that he's been cooking over this fire. And uh, at first, she seems kind of kind of like hesitant, and there's a lot of long shots of the camera focused on Jack's sword, which mm. if you didn't know the title of this uh, short story, you would think it's very strange. I not remembering this episode at all. Like I thought that like something was broken with like the animation, <laughs> like they oh. <laughs> like would very quickly like pan over to his sword after looking at something else. Like it didn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. but it will shortly. Um, Yeah. They're sitting around this fire and the woman explains that um, some robot bandits destroyed the livage, livage, <laughs> destroyed the village that they've been that they had been in. Um, Jack, as she's telling this, Jack is still sharpening his sword, and they're all watching him very closely with like every stroke of the stone across his sword. Yep. They have been hiding in these woods, hoping the bandits wouldn't find us. It has been a long time since we have eaten. But it seems like luck has looked kindly upon us once more. Yeah, which, you know, again, if the title hadn't given it away, you'd think zombies. Right. Yeah, that's where my mind went at first. Um, But things change very quickly as the baby approaches Jack as he's responding to this and like walks up to his sword and looks at it. And then opens its mouth up wide and tries to bite right down on the blade. <laughs> yeah. And Jack's like, what the fuck are you doing? He like pulls the sword away really quickly. He's like, no, don't eat the sword. That's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it's very sharp. You'll hurt yourself. Yeah, please. It's a sword. <laughs> um, Stupid. Control your baby, man. <laughs> it's baby's out of control. You really got to start feeding it better stuff. <laughs> uh, not swords. Um, He like puts the sword down. And uh, takes a big whiff of the food that he's cooking. And, like, he's distracted and kind of, like, talking about that. And the baby just full on, like, socks him right in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sends sends Jack flying. Um, sends the sword flying away. And uh, all three of the other monster people, like, leap up. And they finally look like real, like, evil sinister monsters. Yeah. Um, and they just pile on Jack and start, like pounding him and hitting him um, as the baby picks up the sword and starts running away with it into the forest. Yeah, it's got it by the blade, too. Like, both hands, like, wrapped really tightly around the blade. Yeah. 
not advisable, but clearly this baby doesn't know sword safety. Yeah. So Jack uh, pushes all of these monsters off of him and uh, starts chasing after the baby. Uh, the baby's mouth is like watering out of control as it's about to bite into the sword. Um, and Jack like grabs the sword away from it at the last moment. Um, and the lady leaps after Jack and uh, her fingers are now like really sharp claws uh, and they start like jumping away from each other. Like Jack's jumping up trees and she's like jumping up after him. Mm-hmm. And he's also holding the sword by the blade at this point. But then he <laughs> does this nice little cool move where he kind of like tosses it forward a little bit and catches it by the, the hilt. I trust Jack, you know, any way that he wants to hold the sword. I think <laughs> yeah, he knows better than we do. Certainly. Yeah. He's, he's being chased and all three, all four of these monsters they like start attacking Jack and they're all just trying to bite the sword. Like they're all taking big chomps, trying to bite right into the sword. There's a little bit of a standoff, uh, a pause in the action. And the, the lady says to Jack, give us the food and your life will be spared. And Jack says, you mean my sword? <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> That's not food. That's not a knife. This is a food. You silly. Um, <laughs> he like holds it above his head and starts like waving it around back and forth and their eyes are following it and they're like all drooling uncontrollably. They want to eat that damn sword. Jack has figured that out and he says to them, hungry, come get some. Yeah, I thought that was great because he that that's the line, right? He's always saying, come get some. Yeah, he always wants people to come get some and they never get any. Jack <laughs> always gets his baby. Um. Yeah, they they attack him. He avoids most of their attacks, you know, blocks them. Um, The Frankenstein hurls a rock towards him that is thrown so fast that it starts like flaming. Yeah, like it's reentering the atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Jack like casually swipes it away with his sword like it's nothing. Um, Then the the lady jumps at Jack and Jack jumps to meet her like they're flying at each other in midair um, and they collide in midair and Jack swipes his sword. Uh, another one of those cool moments where they both land and like Jack has delivered the blow and doesn't even t- need to like look at the blow that he landed. Oh yeah. And uh, the lady is like collecting herself on the ground and uh, she kind of like looks up and her face is kind of fucked up. Like her eyes are glowing weird. Yep. I think she says like, Something smells like metal. Yeah. And her face falls off to reveal that she's a robot. Mm-hmm. It's a familiar looking design to the robot, too. I, I couldn't place it, but it looks very yeah. much like it almost reminds me of like uh, what's the what's the robot that's like Adventure Time. But then they've got a, an online channel, too. It's like Frederator, but then there's an online cartoon hangover. Where it's the same, okay. it's the same robot, but it's like melting and there's like a skull underneath it. Kind of reminds me of that, but I don't think that's what it really like reminds me of. Okay. Um, I have no clue. <laughs> uh, it, it is kind of a familiar design though. Um, yeah, her, her face falls off. She's a robot. Um, and the family starts approaching her and like they're licking their lips. Like now they want to eat the lady. Um, it's like they didn't know she was a robot the whole time, but also it seems like she didn't know she was a robot the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then um, when her face came came off, she 
can smell herself. I don't know. It's yeah. something weird about it. The logic, you know, we'll figure it out later, I suppose. Um, but the the other monsters start trying to eat her. And she swipes at the Frankenstein and rips its body open. Turns out he's also a robot. Yeah, what a twist. Yeah. And so she's like going to try to eat him. Um, they all just start fighting each other and like ripping each other's like skin off and like their bodies apart. It's brutal. Um, this is like it's, the most horrifying yeah. scene in the show so far. It's extremely graphic. And we even see Jack's face and he's like horrified. Can't even watch mm-hmm. as these robots. Yeah, they've they've ripped off all of their fake skin and are just chowing down on each other's robot bodies and it's like yeah they're like bright red skeletal looking robots i don't know it 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 was definitely like really visceral yeah it was horrifying um yeah they're like just completely like biting into each other and yeah ripping each other apart and they just completely destroy each other and jack doesn't even look at them and then that is the end of that second tale yeah another just real weird ending yeah just abruptly ended and no transition into the next story um i don't know we'll we'll save our final thoughts for later on yeah. but things are weird um okay so one short story left to go uh tale number three is titled jack the gargoyle and the fairy okay yeah that, that one works yeah that's fine we're not messing around there and it doesn't give too much away no um so we see this small fairy is like thrown into this pink translucent orb that's pulsing with electricity. Yeah. Um, once again, Jack is narrating this scene and he says there's a legend of a fairy that can grant one wish in her lifetime, but a gargoyle has captured her and we see this very large red gargoyle. Um, yeah, like this big muscular red gargoyle with sharp teeth and horns. Um, and he's got a very cartoonish, uh, British voice yep. that I like. Yeah. A lot. It reminds me of like fable or any, any, uh, lion head studio kind of game. Yeah. Very much in that ch- chicken chaser. Yeah. Yeah. The, kind of the exaggerated cockney accent. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Um, the gargoyle has is wearing a necklace that's got a smaller pink orb, like a very similar pink orb, mm-hmm. um, wearing it around his neck. And he says that he's going to go to sleep. And uh, when he wakes up, he says to the fairy that he'll uh, he's going to I'm going to wish me wish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and he uh, he's got little wings that like carry him into a throne, which I like. I thought this was very funny when when he took off with the wings because they like start to fly up and it looks like they're struggling to pick him up. And then he just kind of like slowly flies across the room. He's got this hulking red body yeah. and these tiny little <laughs> wings that like barely get him across the room. I laughed a good amount when that happened. Yeah, it's funny. Um, he flies himself right into this throne and uh, f- falls asleep um, and the camera quickly zooms out from the scene and we can see that they're in this tall tower that's in like a dark scary castle overlooking a cliffside somewhere um 
And then I think it's cool because like as quickly as it zooms out, it zooms directly back in on the outside of that tower. Mm -hmm. And we can see that Jack is scaling the tower like he's climbing up. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was pretty well done. Um, He climbs all the way up and enters through an open window. Um, The fairy sees Jack and is like stunned. Um, Jack looks around the room and sees the fairy and also sees the sleeping gargoyle. Um, and sort of as he sees the gargoyle, the gargoyle, uh, like briefly wakes up, um, and like looks over at the window. Uh, but Jack is hiding. Um, he hid himself like in the raft, the rafters in mm-hmm. the ceiling, yep. Spider-Man style. Exactly. Like when he used to climb door frames as a kid, he's doing that same thing. Yeah. He never forgot the skill. Um, the gargoyle like falls back asleep. Um, and then there's another scene of the gargoyle, like immediately waking up again and staring at the fairy, like suspiciously. Um, it feels like that goes on forever. Yeah. Like they did it twice. And the second one takes like a long time. It felt to me like we've got to make this episode last 22 minutes. Let's throw another gargoyle waking up in there to really pad it out. Yeah. And he kind of like looks up at the ceiling, but doesn't see Jack. And yeah. Not, you know, maybe not entirely necessary, but we'll we'll roll with it. <laughs> yeah, he gar- the gargoyle falls back asleep um, and the fairy like is relieved by that. And then Jack like quickly approaches the orb, kind of surprises her. Um, and he says that he's there to free the fairy. And uh, she says that if he can do that, uh, she'll grant him whatever wish he wants. And Jack thanks her and reaches his hand straight into the orb. And she's like trying to stop him. She's like, no, he just quickly like shoves his stupid hand right in there. (laughs) No thought necessary. First thought, best thought Uh, sticks his hand right in that orb. And now his hand is stuck in here in the orb with the fairy. And she just straight up says to him, you should not have done that. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to warn you. She says, yeah. Um, Jack was not listening or thinking. Now they're both stuck in this orb. Um, and she says, you know, we can be free because uh, that thing around the gargoyle's neck, that's that's the key mm-hmm. to to breaking this orb. And Jack's like, all right, I'll go get it. Um, he sneaks up very slowly on the sleeping gargoyle and reaches his hand out very slowly, like towards the necklace. Um there's sweat just pouring off of his head. Like he's covered <laughs> yeah. in sweat. We get some like reaction shots of the sweat dripping onto the gargoyles pecs. Like <laughs> yeah. Jack's sweating all over this gargoyles, big muscles, which is pretty <laughs> sexy. That's, I don't know. I'm into it. Um, but, uh, they're like nervous, uh, because of the sweat, but the gargoyle like doesn't even notice it. Like it smiles, like he's into it. He likes it. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's having some good dreams. Um, yeah, this is another very long drawn out sequence of like Jack reaching for the necklace and like sweating and being nervous. Um, he wraps his hand around the key and starts slowly lifting it up, but gets the necklace like caught in the gargoyle's mouth. Yeah. Um, yep. And, the gargoyle just straight up opens his eyes and stares directly at Jack, but must like still be 
half asleep because he just falls like right back asleep. Yeah, I used to well, I used to like when I would hang out at my cousin's house, I'd walk in on my older cousin in the morning, like trying to play video games in his room. And he would sit up in bed and turn to the door and look at me. And I don't even think he knew that he was doing it because he would just immediately lay back down. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure he never actually woke up. <laughs> um, I've definitely had some sleepwalking bouts at certain points in my life. It's yeah. Very scary to be like, I don't know how I got here yeah. overnight. Oh, yeah. Like, I know I fell asleep here and I'm no longer there. It's yeah, a bad feeling. Um, yeah, the gargoyle does not wake up. Uh, so Jack then lifts the necklace all the way off of its neck um, and he kind of walks away and starts clanging the two orbs together repeatedly, like trying to make them unlock. Um, he doesn't really have a plan. He's just banging these two orbs together again and again. again. <laughs> Literally. And the fairy again tries to warn him against doing that. Yeah. She's like, Jack, you got to listen to me. This is not the way. He's like, no, it's all right. This will work. I swear. <laughs> yeah, he basically like shuts her up. Like, I got this. All right, lady. <laughs> I've unlocked magic orbs before. Please. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, just clanging them against each other. And they're making this loud, staticky sound. Um, she's trying to get him to stop, but he won't. And uh, the gargoyle uh, starts like slowly waking because of this noise. And then just like bolts right up, like fully awake, seeing that Jack's there. How does this work? So, you think you can just sneak in here and steal me ferry? Nobody steals my ferry! <laughs> I love this gargoyle very much. Yeah, he's a good character. Um, he knocks Jack away, like, across the room. Um, Jack starts to reach for his sword when the fairy stops him and tells him, no, don't do that, or your sword will get stuck in here, too. Um which is forward thinking by the fairy, but also like now the questions of uh, like, what are the rules of this magic orb then? Cause like it was sitting on a table before, but the table's not stuck to the magic orb. Yeah. I thought of that. And I also thought like, wouldn't it actually be kind of good to not be able to drop your sword like in a fight to the death? In, yeah. Right. It would be <laughs> impossible unless like your arm got cut off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Too many rules. Uh, not realistic enough fairy gargoyle magic orb story for me, so I'm <laughs> going to have to pass. Yeah, please. Yeah, she she warns Jack to not grab his sword, so he doesn't. And the gargoyle just like pummels Jack and embeds him like straight in the wall yeah. of the stone tower. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then just starts wailing on him, like punching him so hard, literally punches him through the other side of the stone wall, like out into the night sky. Yeah, it, it was it's a pretty great scene, actually. I was like really stoked when I was watching this the first time. <laughs> um, yeah, it knocks them straight through and they like fall through the sky into like a onto like a smaller tower beneath them. Um, the gargoyle leaps down to attack Jack, uh, but Jack kind of like ducks out of the way and the gargoyle gets his fists stuck in the stone tower mm -hmm. um, and like can't pull them out. Um, so Jack with his free hand. Uh, his left hand, for those wondering at home, is his left hand is free. Yeah. Draws his sword with that hand as the gargoyle keeps struggling and then just keeps like repeatedly swiping at the gargoyle with the sword. Like we don't see him land the blows, um, but he swipes at him a bunch of times. Um, the gargoyle like looks nervous and tries to pull its arms free again, 
but now his arms just completely break off. Yeah, they um, come off like a pretty clean break uh, right at their shoulders. I forget that gargoyles are explicitly made of stone. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, breaks its arms clean off uh, and like kind of looks a little panicked for a minute, but then like finally notices that Jack's hand is still stuck in the orb with a fairy. Um, and he just starts laughing, doing like a sinister British Cockney laugh. <laughs> um, laughing in British. And then just falls apart into a million stone pieces. Yep. Um, the fairy is horrified. And, like, asks Jack, like, what have you done? And Jack is like, I freed you. Like, we're good to go. Like, the gargoyle's gone. Yep. I get the key. We're, we're fine. Um, he doesn't realize, though, that <laughs> he has the key, but the fairy says, well, you don't have the magic words that only the gargoyle knew. Yep. Which would have been great information for the fairy to tell Jack earlier. So... She's at fault for, you know, not getting that info out, but also Jack just completely like steamrolled her on every decision so far in this encounter. <laughs> That's true. But I think the ideal time to say that would have been when she pointed out the key on the gargoyle. If she was That's like, true. That's the key. And you need a magic and word. <laughs> Instead of just like, That's the key. Go get it. There were a lot of impulsive choices made all around <laughs> that, you know, th this could have been better handled, but it wasn't. Um, and she's, like, totally upset. Like, they're going to be trapped together forever now. Um, and Jack, like, looks kind of nervous and sad about it, too. And, like, he's thinking about it for a while. And then he gets, like, a very solemn look on his face. And he decides – he makes the right choice. Yeah. Um, holds his hand up close to her face as, like, the fairy's, like, crying and just quietly says to her, I wish we were free. Mm -hmm. Um, she looks right up at him and the screen goes black and we hear another blast of that electric staticky noise and also like a magical poof kind yep. of noise. Um, and that is the end of the third tale and also the end of the entire episode. And I actually thought that was a great ending. I, I, I really loved where that ended up. Um, and I thought that that cutaway right after he makes the wish was a really good choice. Yeah, that was pretty well handled. Um, but yeah, that that's it, folks. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've said several times over now, like the structure of this episode was weird. Like, it's just oddly presented. Very, yeah, it's a very strange episode. Um, it does kind of feel like they had like these three ideas for Jack stories, but like not enough of an idea to make it into like three separate episodes. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, three completely like disparate stories that don't really tie together. And I think, I don't know. I think part of my problem is didn't we just kind of do this two weeks ago in Aku's fairy tales? I mean, I know yep. it's not the same. I know it's, these are like original, I mean, original stories. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. <laughs> Non-reskinned fairy tales. Right. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like we just kind of did this and we did it so much better last yeah. time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just this. This is not a, a highlight for me so far. 
that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, too, where it kind of just feels like it's still the kids sitting around after Aku's fairy tales, just telling these stories to each other. Like, especially with the way that, like, the first one ends with Jack just stuck inside this worm and we never see or hear how he gets out if he gets out. Like, it's very possible that it's non-canon and that never even happened. (laughs) Well, that's not canon. Uh, The Valkyries and the Norse gods, those are also not canon. You know, we get to pretend none of that happened. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Any ridiculous thing that happens on the show is, like, it's got to be canon. Yeah. Or else none of it is. Yeah, it's just it's just such a weird place to end the episode, or not the episode, but the 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 tale. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, yeah, just felt a, the whole thing felt a little disjointed. Um, and like you can do short story collections and like make them feel more cohesive, like to the show as a whole, but also like to each other. Um, like specifically, I think of um the your favorite show um avatar the last airbender <laughs> um the uh tales from bossing say episode like each character kind of gets their own short story um but they're all told in the framework of like these characters living in one giant city mm-hmm. yeah kind of parallel to each other i don't know but i mean that worked so much for me in that one and like all those stories felt like connected and like well told this one, yeah, just each one like its own kind of thing. It it literally does feel to me they were like, all right, well, I yeah. wrote down one sentence about Samurai Jack. Like, can we make eight minutes out of it? Even even if like the second short had something about a wish in it, then right. at least they would all tie together in that. Here's three short stories of Jack trying to make a wish. Like, right. Uh, I don't know. And then I don't know if you watched much Adventure Time, but there is a. Uh, two episodes in that called uh, five short foibles and five more short short foibles. And those always have like a, a a connection between them. Not like the stories are really connected, but there's like a thematic connection that they actively tell you to try to spot like while you're watching them. Like one of them is like uh, the five senses. Each, each foible talks about the characters dealing with one sense. Uh, That's cool. And so, like, that's kind of fun, even if the stories kind of feel disconnected. There's something there. And this just really felt just so weird. It, it, I don't know. It was yeah. it was crazy. Something about it was, like, really off. Um, I mean, God, you've even got The Simpsons out here doing 22 short films about Springfield. They did 22 of these goddamn things. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair to compare any episode of TV to 22 <laughs> short films about Springfield. Is that a single episode? 22 films it's, in an episode? Yeah. Some of them are, like a couple seconds oh is that where that's where uh steamed hams came from isn't it steamed hams is of course the famous yeah okay yeah i don't know just this whole thing i think part of the problem is is we did just have a very similar episode that was done better um i think it's also maybe like a little too early in this whole series to be like all right well we're gonna have these short stories of jack like i feel like this is like a season three thing you do or or if like because they used to do um, like a Friday night special thing on Cartoon right. Network. I don't remember what they called it. But um, if they had taken this episode and aired it slowly over the course of a night, like, oh, here's here's a short Jack story. And then you watch like some Powerpuff Girls and then here's another Jack story. Like that would be really cool. I think that it, it would fit in that kind of context. But the way that it's just like hard cuts between them in this yeah. is it, just I don't know. I'm going to say it again. It's really weird. It, I don't <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it. 
I don't know that any of these stories are bad. Um, but yeah, just the whole thing felt weird. I never like felt like I was like into it. I was just a little too confused the whole time. Mm -hmm. We can say that as much as we want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just ultimately, I don't know, a little disappointing, but overall still, you know, fun. Yeah. Well, the first time I watched it, though, I was actually super into it. I like yeah. I watched it last night and then I watched it again today just before recording. And last night I was like super stoked about this episode. I was like, this is cool. The art's really good. I, I kind of like this idea with the stories. But then when I went to watch it again to prepare for this, uh, I was just like kind of bored of it. I was like, I kind of yeah. would rather be playing some like Professor Layton or something. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, well, I, I watching this episode again to like prepare myself. It did very much feel like a chore, which yeah. is like sad. I don't want to I don't yeah. feel that way. I've never felt that way about rewatching because I've watched every one of these episodes twice um, for right. this podcast. Uh, and this is the only one where I've ever been like, Ugh, I guess I'm watching this one again. Like, yeah, I had the same feeling. Um, that's okay. I'm done crapping on this episode. Yeah. Um, it will, you know, things will get better. Yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe in hindsight, this episode will, I'll, I'll think better of it, but right now not, not great. So that was episode 15. Um, Brendan, I believe that we got a email this week. We did. It's email time. The email theme song. Email time, everybody. Ba -ba 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 email. Ba -ba -ba -ba. How's that? Is that a good? I, I, uh, I feel, <laughs> I feel. I fear that when we release the original soundtrack to our podcast, that that one will be overlooked and maybe skipped a little. Oh, I, I would put that one on my playlist several times just to make sure that it, it I hear it. That's because you sang it and you're so <laughs> freaking vain, man. That could be true. Uh, right, anyway, yes, we time. did get an email. Uh, we got an email from at at Malkman is here on Twitter. Uh, and he uh, gave us a bunch of suggestions that I'm not going to go over right now, but he also mentioned that he made a playlist of a bunch of different uh, bumpers from Cartoon Network, uh, specifically Cartoon Network City bumpers, which I vaguely remember as this like 3D Me rendered too. city on Cartoon Network yeah. that the camera would fly through and we would see like different characters interacting with each other, like outside of shops and stuff. Uh, so we will link that in the description. Uh, yeah, so you guys that was can check very that cool. out. Um, I had a lot of fun looking through that that playlist so i definitely would encourage people to check that out yeah in uh, the episode description uh, those, cool. those things are always fun um and then he asks us a question he says will you be planning on discussing other samurai jack related media uh like comics and video games i'm just curious that's all uh idw comics did a crossover comic where aku teams up with the villains from other cartoon network shows to take over their worlds and that sounds pretty awesome, actually. That sounds sick as hell. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a DC comic uh, called Darkest Night where there's a villain going through a bunch of different DC characters and, and kind of wrecking shit. Uh, and it sounds very similar to that. And I would love to check that out. Uh, yeah. But as for the other comics and the video games, uh, I think we do plan to do that eventually. Definitely. We have some plans to do mm -hmm. stuff um, with the comics and at least the most recent video game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we know exactly when or how we'd like to do some of that stuff. Um, but definitely, yeah, we, if we're doing the deep dive on every episode of Samurai Jack, um, I definitely want to throw in, yeah, some of that multimedia Jack content. Yeah, it only feels right to, to get all that lore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even if some of that stuff, I'm pretty sure every one of those comics was made 
non-canonical when they released the fifth and final season. Mm-hmm. Um, even those, like, I'm definitely really still interest, interested in in visiting those and, and sort of presenting them to all of you in some way. Um, yeah, we're just that's that's a discussion we're going to have to have yeah. later on. We have many, many more episodes to go. Yeah, we have talked about it, though. Uh, it is it is on the burner. We're thinking about it. Yes. Uh, there's also yes. a board game. I think you mentioned maybe we we might film something yeah. up for that, like a, put it on YouTube. You can see our stupid faces talking about Samurai Jack. <laughs> that would be really fun. But then I got to like actually hang out with you as we like <laughs> produce one of these episodes. And like, I don't know. I don't feel that strongly about being in a room with you. I my you only s- concern smell. with it. <laughs> that's true. My only concern with it is that what if the board game sucks? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the board game sucks. Well, you know what? We don't know. We don't know. Well, we're, we are, we'll find out um, whether we whether we release that or if we just talk about it, <laughs> right. it is yet to be determined. But <laughs> we will find out. Yeah, we'll find out all of those things. Um, yeah, those are those are all future projects. But thank you for checking in with us. Uh, at Malkman is here. Uh, that is M A L C M A N is here yep. on Twitter. Um, thank you very much for the email and for your continued support of our podcast here. Much much appreciated. Yeah, we really appreciate re- you taking the time to reach out and putting that uh, playlist together. Thank you. Yeah, ev- everyone check that out uh, for sure. Uh, if you want to send us your own email with any questions or, or fun Samurai Jack content you found on the internet, uh, you can do so by reaching out at gotarecap at gmail.com. Uh, we would love it if you did, and uh, we can talk about it uh, in our sort of rambling, uneducated ways that we always do. Yeah, um, like the so professionals we are. If that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely reach out there. Uh, definitely reach out to us on social media at Gotta Recap, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're everywhere you are. Um, and then if you could please uh, head to Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us a big old five star review. Uh, that would be super cool. That would help us sort of spread the word and uh, get this podcast in as many ears as possible, which is, you know, what we should all want. That's yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. So do it. Tell your friends to download it. Get it. Get the word out there. Make us famous. Make us famous. Make us trending. Uh, we would appreciate it. And we will take you to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, I haven't said anything that I think is good for a clumsy transition. So we're going to go ahead and just close out the episode without one of those. <laughs> if that's all right with you. I guess so. I'm a little disappointed, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be lazy fine. work by me. Uh, that's all right. Uh, we will be back, everybody, uh, episode 16 next week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.